y dos. Y dos. Una. Y dos. Una. Y dos. Hello and welcome to Cortez NYC live stream, the podcast. This show broadcasts out of New York City. We are your hosts, Cortez NYC. And Carla de Puerto Rico. And on this show, we talk about art, creativity, city life from a Latino perspective. I'm a visual artist. And I'm a singer. And this is episode 69. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and Spotify, and on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. And I just want to give a shout out to a few of our listeners, people contributing on the Instagram. We got K Dulce, A-R-E-V-A-L-O, 10 to go. Merge Uno, F-R-G, Cute Demetrio, Nassad, 187, Cole Gray, 777, Reader, 1717. And a big shout out to Queen's artist, Miss Mars. She just put out a music album. You can find her on Instagram, tripping underscore on Mars. What is it? Carla. Yes. We're back. We are back. Art talk. In the art talk. We're going to have a nice, arts. a nice art talk right now. Yeah, what are we going to talk about? I want to ask you a question. Uh-oh. What uh -oh. shape is your face? What shape is my face? The shape of your face. That's the subject. I think my face is round. Is it round? Yeah. It's it's bean shaped, I think. Bean? Bean. Like a bichuela? Yeah. I think you're bean you're, shape. I'm gonna look that up. I think your your face would be bean shaped if I had to say I mean I would say yes round. Mm -hmm. But if I wanted to get a little more character to it, I would probably make it bean shaped. Mm, I have a bean shaped face. <laughs> <laughs> Is that really what we're going to talk about? <laughs> we're going to talk about specifically the shape of your face. No. No, no we're going to talk about, I want to talk about what is the shape of your face, meaning uh, how to draw cartoons of faces, cartoon faces. Oh, okay. um, I've been sketching a little bit recently and I enjoy drawing cartoon faces. It's a good way to kind of exercise and... I guess exercise your personalities. Uh, I guess um, I would say as an artist, when you draw cartoons, you tend to, especially if you take advantage of, of making exaggerated, you know, cartoons and faces, you kind of, you're kind of like an actor and you're kind of like letting out these different personalities. Uh, especially if you draw very like crazy cartoons you know sometimes cartoon characters can be very expressive so yeah. it gives you an opportunity to express yourself without even having to make up a, a sound you know what i mean like you do it quietly in a sketchbook mm -hmm. um but i think uh i think what i'm going to do is i'm going to give you guys a few basic things to look out for when maybe to encourage you to draw characters if you don't draw cartoon faces yeah Uh, but if you do already draw cartoon faces, then maybe things to think about if you're not doing these things, maybe information you should know. Um, number one for drawing cartoon faces is the first question of this podcast. What shape is the face? It's your face. Yes. Um, I think the two basic shapes that you should start with is you should learn how to sketch lightly and do an, either an oval Mm -hmm. or a circle those are the two basic ones an oval like you know an elongated circle or just a regular circle and that shape is everything i mean if you 
Imagine if you have a ball of clay and you just make a little ball and you yeah. put two eyeballs on it. Like now you have a character. That already said something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you have the oval and you have the circle. Then if you want to get a little more specific, you can get into an egg shape or a bean shape. That's what I was trying to tell you. Oh, okay. Um, for the oval. So you can take that oval, you could bend it a little bit just to give it a little more character mm -hmm. and you can give it a little more of an egg shape so that maybe the top is heavier and the bottom is pointier or the bottom is heavier and the top is pointier or you can make it bean shaped which is like a, li a slight little bend to it and and then maybe you can make it off balance you can either make it bean shaped with the top being heavier and the bottom being a little bit smaller or you could do the other way around now i'm gonna definitely put some of these sketches on instagram so you guys can follow along because i'm sure i'm gonna lose yeah, a lot visuals of visuals are always good <laughs> yeah um, but I think the bean shapes and the circles and the ovals and the egg shapes, those, that's the beginning, right? And I think that helps you to kind of first get an understanding of what's the mood that you're trying to do, like what kind of character, right? But then if you want to get more expressive, you can get even more abstract. You can start getting into squares, rectangles, and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, I like to do that a lot because I like to, when I sketch, I sketch very like direct like fast, um, sharp. Mm -hmm. uh, I like to use a lot of sharp corners in my characters. I don't, yeah. they're not usually very smooth unless if I'm really purposely making something very cute and round. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I make my characters kind of angular, sharp. Um, and that's where I get into like, my first sketch sometimes is a basic circle. And then I start extending like a rectangle and squares coming out of it to make like a jawline, to make the top of the head, um, to make like the, the brow of the, of the face. Mm -hmm. I, that's where I usually get into like rectangles and shapes like that. Um, the other thing to think about, let's say you started sketching and you got your little circle, you got your little box, whatever it is that you're doing, you got your little rectangle. The next thing that I usually think about is the eyes. Um, so you got what shape is your head Right. And then, what shape what is your shape face, is your... right? And then, what shape is your eyes? That's mm -hmm. very important. Um, that's the second, I think, probably the second most important thing on a character. Because you could probably get away with a cartoon character that is just a circle and two dots. Mm -hmm. That yeah. represents a head already. Yeah. Like, you don't even have to get into the mouth or anything else or the nose or the ears to already know that's a face. Yeah. So, the eyes are the next thing that I would do. And I'm, I know I'm contradicting maybe some of the things I've said before about drawing or sketching human people. Mm -hmm. like the human anatomy right um but, but this is a cartoon though this it's is different. a cartoon a cartoon has its own rules a cartoon is an abstract construction something that we've all it's a game that we play right mm -hmm. i i make a bunch of dots and then you decide it does it look like a face or not right we do it all the time today i had a meeting uh in where we were discussing some graphics and yeah. one of the characters was a, was a silhouette of a football player and for some reason one of the people in the meeting thought that the silhouette of the football player the angle that it was at it looked like a face oh like the whole body resembled it's the face, face uh -huh. and we just didn't know what the hell he was talking about he kept saying that it looked like a face it looked like a face it looked like a face and i was like what we were all like what are you talking about and then he pointed it out and then we saw the face, the he face. Was. Uh -huh. and i think that's what happens especially with silhouettes or abstract shapes like that we were always looking for a face in something mm -hmm. um and sometimes the faces are scary or morbid, like, because it's an abstract shape. So it kind of, it's like a creepy face. Mm -hmm. But we do see faces in everything. That's why we even put, like, when we design, let's say, uh, the, like, the speakers in front of us, like, 
you know, yeah, has two circles and a, a, yeah, the circle in the middle, the two dots in the top, uh -huh. and it looks like a face. Yeah. Cars have faces, faces on them. Yeah. Uh, computer kind of is a face. It's a big yeah. square face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Your iPhone is a face. Yeah. We all have. We always look for faces and everything. So. I think that's the game that we play. And when you're doing these abstract shapes, these cartoons, you basically need the shape of the head and then you need eyes. And the shape of the eyes. So the eyes, I would say for me, my initial start for eyes are usually triangles. I tend to make triangles, triangles. first. Yeah, I don't know why I make big old weird triangles. Squinty little triangles, that's, that's what I always do. Then I can decide what, whether I want to round them out or not. Um, Obviously, if you're making something cuter, you're gonna make big round eyes. Mm -hmm. If you're gonna make something cute, could also be small, small little round eyes. I've seen those kind of characters yeah, come yeah. into fashion now. Yeah. Um, but once you have either the round shapes or the triangles, then you can start to um, shape it. So if I have a, rock, uh, a rectangle, I can start to chisel at the corners of the rectangles to kind of give it a little more personality. Mm -hmm. Once you have your your uh, your eye sockets and your eye shapes in place, and you kind of understand where you're putting your eyes, then the next thing is what direction is the eyes looking at? I, that's a, like a big thing. It's like I don't know why, but we need to do that all the time. Like, so <laughs> you draw this. Looking at me. Yeah. You look exactly, exactly, and that gives the that informs the attitude of the face. Yeah, yeah. It gives um, more personality to the cartoon. Exactly, right away. Immediately, the minute that you put the little shapes that are supposed to be the eyes and you put a little dot inside of it pointing in a certain direction, mm -hmm. that's it. it. Now it, it's alive. It's, a, it's, a, it's, got, it's saying something. Yeah. Um, after that, then I would say the mouth is the next most important thing. And the mouth, the mouth could be very big circle, big rectangle usually or circle or it could just be a little slit if you just want to make it seem like you know the person is just silent you know right. and, and uh, smirking or a lot of my characters tend to like look to the side and smirk I do a lot of like <laughs> dirty looks shady and, yeah dirty looks shady evil eye kind of characters <laughs> I tend to do that a lot I don't know that's just me I think that's the kind of people I see in the train like when I'm looking maybe I yeah. just see a lot of people like that all over New York and I just that's just a cartoon that I always wanted to sketch yeah <laughs> um but I'll, I'll i'll post some of these characters and i'll post you some other characters as well because i think when i do when i specifically sit down to draw characters when i push myself to go out of my regular zone and start getting into weird shapes and unusual shapes i actually come up with some different personalities different characters yeah and sometimes they look very weird sometimes they look funny yeah and they can be fun and i think that's the fun of drawing cartoon characters is the personalities speaking of personalities yeah cartoons aren't always meant to be funny or fun so then that's where i think the expressive the expressive nature of it comes in if you if you want to make characters if you can pull off making a cartoon character that has a more complicated expression mm -hmm. then you're achieving something a little closer to what we we consider art like a, right art with a capital a right you know um because cartoons cartoons are cartoons and, and fine art is nothing but cartoons i mean if you look at some of the modern art galleries the, the kind of figure drawings and, and abstract characters that they have a lot of the times they have cartoons in there but the thing that makes those cartoons separate from let's say comics or animation mm -hmm. is that they have 
they, they're they have more complex right emotion or expression right either they're completely still and and dead <laughs> yeah or if they have personality maybe they're just they're just there yeah they're not trying to entertain you mm -hmm. you know like when, when i think of cartoons i think of entertainment animation you know that's I think what i think of too yeah they're, they're, or uh, newspapers you know yeah they're 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 meant to they're meant to immediately entertain you and tell you a story and make you laugh or make yeah. you whatever it is um But the thing that makes it different is when you make it a more, little more complex. And I think that's what you should strive for. Even if you are making entertainment comics, you know, comics in, in entertainment, you should still strive to make it a little more complex. I think that gives it more personality. Yeah. Um, the next thing that I would say, kind of running through this, the next thing I would say is a profile. Profile is always fun, right? And a profile, very easy, could be the same kind of shapes, except that instead of showing two eyes in the front, you're going to just show one eye. One. Mm -hmm right and that put it on the left or the right and that gives you a profile um the profiles actually if you look around at a lot of graffiti artists they tend to do a lot of profiles mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know where this came from i don't know why <laughs> we started doing this but we all do it um a, profile yeah a, a cool looking side of the head uh is always catchy um also very typical in, in b-boy characters or graffiti characters is to have like Um, very angular heads. Like mm. the heads, the heads tend to be angular. You want to show a, a nice top of the head, a little more towards the back, like sl yeah. slanted to the back, and then the the mouth and the nose and all that a little more skewed towards the front, so that yeah. you get a little more angle, a little more movement, a little more slickness to the to the head. That's something that we tend to do. I don't know why we all do it, but Where we tend to do it. Where that came from? Yeah. We don't know. But it came from somewhere. <laughs> um, the next thing is haircuts, hats, things like that. You, I think that gives a lot of personality. I, you know, yeah. B-boy characters all have hats, It's yeah. a hoodie, a hat. But hairstyles are really cool too. And if you really want to give your character personality, think about some funky hairstyles and exaggerate it. Really push it. I think that's what makes the, the character look fun or look interesting is when the character has a lot of um, attention to the detail of like the hat, the hair, you know, you really give it attention. I mean, right. if you just do some scribbly lines and say that's hair, that's not really going to make it. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. But if you really look online and try to find some reference on different haircuts from celebrities or whatever, then you're going to get something interesting and, and it's going to make it feel more, more real. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm not getting into like the race of the character, the genders of the character, because that's really totally arbitrary. It's like whatever you want it to be. Yeah, it's up to you. Yeah, I'm just kind of saying more like the shapes and stuff to kind of give the character personality and flair. Um, How important are the eyebrows? Very important. Very important. I think once you do your eyes, the eyebrows are there. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, honestly... I always just, for me, the eyebrows are an afterthought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can see like big old bushy eyebrows being funny. Right. Or being like something, you know, to or show like. pointy, a, you know, those type of eyebrows that are kind of like a V, reverse V. Right. And they're like kind of angry or. Yeah. Give you more attitude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think when I do my eyebrows, I tend to just kind of like sharp and then they, they flare at the, at the corner. Okay. They're kind of straight lines. <laughs> I tend to make people with straight. Sometimes I even forget the eyebrows, actually. 
But, it's um, because on, on our regular faces, we don't think about it, but actually eyebrows are very important for our profile and our in uh, the structure of the face. That's true, Kari. And you're, bringing, you're bringing your A-game today, huh? Yeah, of course. <laughs> and um, I'll think that maybe for a cartoon might be different, but still can bring some more personality to the character. That is true. Um... So another thing that I that, another thing that I'll talk about in drawing cartoons and faces and stuff like that. Now let's talk about like after you've sketched it and you have your sketch down yeah. and you are ready to kind of make it a little more like a real cartoon. You want to ink Official. it. Official. Yeah. You want to <laughs> ink it. Um, I think one of my tips for the cartoonists out there is if you're going to ink your character, think... Grab like a, a thick marker, like a sharpie, or or even a thick marker like like a Pentel, like a sign pen, mm -hmm. something like that. Something that's a little thicker, not so fine, mm -hmm. right? Not not a huge thick marker, but just a, a bold marker. And try to outline your character with that, and practice outlining your cartoon characters with that, because if you can start to if you start outlining your characters with a bold line. You're really going to get an abstract shape. You're really not going to worry about details. Yeah. And you're going to really focus on the shapes that matter. And you're, you're going to get those lines that matter. And then you can use finer lines to kind of give a little more detail, accent it with like if you if the hair needs little shading or has like little like uh, stubble or, you know, whatever it is, eyelashes on the eyes or something, whatever it might be that you're trying to do, you can do that with the fine point. Mm -hmm. But I think something that we all kind of tend to forget is to use bold lines when you're doing cartoons because bold lines will actually give you the basic shapes. It'll, it'll force you to create only basic shapes to tell your story. And I think it helps, it helps as practice. And then yeah. later on, if you, if you, you know, want to move into finer lines and whatever, if you want to make it a little more realistic, a little more detailed, it's never going to be realistic. It's never going to be a photograph. It's always a cartoon. But if you want to give it a little more of a realism, then you can use fine lines. But I do think bold lines help. So do your cartoon characters. If you're practicing cartoon characters, do them with Sharpies or with bold markers like that because that usually is a good training ground. Um, another thing that I would say is when you're coloring cartoons, mm -hmm. avoid colors that are too dark. Um, even if you're intending to represent something dark, yeah. Like, let's say if the guy's wearing a, a black hoodie, uh, maybe go charcoal instead of black. Okay. I, I don't know why, but that's just something that tends to make, like, you want your cartoon character to be bright. Mm -hmm. You want him to be, like, fun and, and exciting. Like, that's what you intend for cartoon characters, especially if you have a big, bold black line as an outline. Yeah. So try to avoid too much, like, black ink or coloring inside of it, or dark colors, like very, very dark green, very, very dark brown because it's going to get lost and it's going to make your character kind of muddy yeah so always go right up to the line as dark as you can go let's say like uh like a you know like 20 percent lighter 10 percent lighter than than black that way your outlines stand out and they're still bold and strong and then your your fill-ins are nice and punchy and vibrant and they have color in it um what else can i give what other advice can i give um well when you're doing the whole figure uh-huh the whole thing, I mean, I, I don't want to get into too much here on one, one little podcast, one little sitting, but 
if you're going to do a figure, mm -hmm. uh, make sure that the amount of energy and expression that the face has is also reflected in the figure. Um, and may maybe I'll do that on the next episode. Maybe I'll talk about doing drawing figures. But the human body as a cartoon, you know, I know that a lot of people will think about action or movement in figures like superheroes, like yeah, yeah. an action pose. But that's not really what ha what you have to do in order to draw a character if you're drawing a character and you want to give it movement you can give it movement just by having the clothes the folds in the clothes and the mm -hmm. way that the clothing drapes on the figure mm -hmm. can give personality to a character even if the character is standing still right. so even if your character if you're sketching a character a cartoon character of somebody in the subway and you're like okay so my cartoon character is on a subway and he's hanging on to the pole of the subway well he's standing still but he, his clothing and his body gesture can be very animated. The way that he, hold, that he holds the pole, like the angles of his fingers, the way that his hand is and, and his uh, wrist is holding the pole, uh, the angle, if he's like leaning a little bit to the left or he's holding on, he's hanging on to his book bag and the book bag is kind of slouching on his shoulder. Right. All these little details can give the character a lot of motion and movement, even if he's not moving. Mm -hmm. And that's something that is very exciting about cartoons and what makes cartoon characters fun. Um, I think that's what I try to do whenever I've done, like, let's say my B-Boy characters or my graffiti characters in the past. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I never really did, let's say, superhero characters like that. But whenever I did B-Boy characters, I would always try to... I tended to do this, like, mode of, like, a regular person on the street mm -hmm. that's just kind of giving you a, a, a side look, is not really talking to you or anything. They're just kind of staring at you. But their clothing and their attitude is where I kind of got expressive. And yeah. I would show... Um, I would show, like, an animation, you know. If, if they were, If they were kind of... If they had like a, a chain or if they had headphones on, I would make the headphones look bulky and big but animated and kind of wrapped around their head and at part, like it's part of their body. Right. You know, and I think that's what makes a character more animated, even if they're just standing still or sitting down or whatever. Um, so I think when you're doing the body, think about that. In another episode, I'll probably go into like actually sketching bodies and we'll see how this goes as far as posting it and, and people's reactions to this one. But I think. I think that's a tutorial in itself. Um, for this one, I would just say practice faces, have fun drawing cartoon faces. I, I enjoy doing it a lot. It's something that when I'm bored, I, I love doing it. Emojis are popular because people like faces, right? Yeah. That's now why it's, it's a good way to start a conversation. Right. <laughs> Do some characters and some weird faces. Yeah. I mean, Experiment. that's what, Think about it like that. I mean, when we were, uh, you know, not so long ago. We didn't have emojis. Now, we, when we communicate, we only communicate with, with emojis. emojis yeah. Because we like faces. We like yeah. expressive faces. It, it just conveys more information. Yeah. All right, guys. Keep drawing. Keep practicing. And uh, keep making faces. Yeah. And expressing yourself. Share with us. Yeah. But don't forget, Cortez NYC live stream on Instagram. I'll be posting some images. Culture talk. Yes, culture talk. Carla, what do you have for us for this culture talk? I need to know culture. Well, <laughs> we are going to be reviewing a movie. Yes. Where J Lo is uh, the star. Uh, it's a new movie and it's called 
second act. Why do you do this to me? Because we have to. She's trying to represent. Uh, not really, but her. She's trying to represent a Latina, um, <laughs> and she's Latina, and I think now she ha she's even more popular than ever before. So we have to talk about her. All right. So the movie's called Second Act. Second Act. Um, and a little bit of yeah, the yeah. plot of IMDb. Okay. <laughs> it says this. This is all it says. It says a big box store worker reinvents herself and her life story and shows Madison Avenue what street smarts can do. That's all it says. Okay. Um, obviously, the movie is more than that. It's kind of like a soap opera, um, but we can go into that. And in the movie, um, J-Lo's character, her name is Maya. And she, yeah, she is a retail worker and she has been working there forever, like more than 10 years or so. So in the movie, she's like in her 40s or 50s 40s right like in her 40s yeah and um she is really striving for more like she wants to be a manager but she doesn't have she has the experience but she doesn't have the degree that says that she's capable yeah, of being they, a manager i think in this movie they made a they made it a huge thing exaggerated thing of like if you don't have a degree your life is over it doesn't matter if you have the experience yeah and I, I which is not i don't know if that's how it happened yeah i don't think that's 100 right. no um so well, well okay we'll get into that but i it it could be real if you're yeah if you're working at a kmart you don't have a degree in something and now you want to go work in a big ad agency yeah you might you of might course. need something to get your foot in the door, yeah. But if you're working in Kmart and you just want to grow within the company, I think you have an opportunity. Yes. Um, but with her, um, obviously she's trying to move up and she wants to do something outside, also outside retail, but she doesn't have the studies. And then, um, so how it happened that she gets this opportunity is because... The best friend son creates a whole new profile and online a, a, an online profile on Facebook or something, right? On LinkedIn. Everywhere. He creates he creates a new Facebook, a new, new LinkedIn, new her. identity for her. Where he is putting her as uh, the one that graduated from Harvard, that traveled the world, met, met Obama, um, <laughs> that climbed the Kilimanjaro, yeah, he, a whole bunch of bullshit. He created, I, I think it was supposed to be like a, as a joke or as a gift to her, he, he did that where he created this whole other personality for yeah. her. But didn't tell her. That was the weird part of the plot. That was the weird part. Like, so why did he do he, that and not even tell her anything? Yeah, he created that. He didn't tell her and she gets a call from a big company to go for an interview. She's like, oh my God, they call me. When she goes in, the manager or the director starts um, interviewing her and he starts to review her resume and he was like, oh yeah, it's amazing that you have climbed the Kilimanjaro and that you went to Harvard. And she was like, excuse me, what? And then after that, she goes with the flow but then she discovers that it was her son's best friend and long story short she gets the job at the big company 
Um, and then once she gets the job of the big company, everything changes. She gets a new apartment. She was living in Queens before, and she had a boyfriend of many years, um, which actually is the same guy from This Is Us, Milo Venti... Well, Milo. Right, okay. Um, the we know who guy. he is, the, yeah. the, uh, the Jack. The perf- Jack, Jack, the perfect right. husband, perfect <laughs> boyfriend. He's typecast as the the best guy, the, the the good guy. Yeah, the good guy. Best husband. So, yeah, so he's um, her bur- her boyfriend. They're together, but something happened and they get uh, they break up. So now she has this new job. Everything changes. She has a new apartment that is huge. And all of a sudden, her outfits also change. And the way she expresses herself and the way she dresses and the way she does her makeup. Right, she suddenly has a huge makeover where she becomes a whole new character. the way she um, fixes her hair as well. Yeah, that was a little drastic. Yeah, I was like, how are you going to change all of a sudden? You haven't even got your first paycheck and you and they already gave you credit cards so so the what so the <laughs> i guess up to this point that the the movie is portraying her as a person who's working like in some big big chain store let's say a target she's working at a target and she's like not getting anywhere in the in the company as far as getting promotions or anything like that they're keeping yeah. her down and she's like too smart for that and she's like too more ambitious for that and she's got a boyfriend, but she can't come into her boyfriend. They're, present, they're presenting her character as non-committal, but hard worker, like an overworker, yeah. but non-committal in personal relationships. And I don't remember if they hinted at her having an adopted daughter right away or not yeah, a, a daughter that she gave away for that adoption. That she gave away for, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they said it right up front, but eventually we find out that she also has this like dark secret where she had giving away her daughter for adoption and this is the weirdest part of the movie I think the, the weirdest part all spoilers the across the board for this movie because yeah. we're, we're spoiling the whole thing so if, yeah, yeah. if you even had an interest in this movie what was the name of the title second act second act then we're ruining it for you because we're going to go right through everything yeah but and we have to talk about it because it's just it, it made no sense but anyway yeah so it, they're portraying her as this very complex soap opera character yeah in a rom-com I guess is this a rom-com? I couldn't. I don't think it's a rom-com. That I couldn't get the vibe. I I, I thought think it was it's a rom-com for yourself or for family. You know how rom-coms are supposed to be for like a couple. So instead yeah. of being for the couple, it's more like for girl power or for like mother-daughter um, relationship. I guess. Kind because at the end, and the whole thing was about empowerment and how they both were strong yeah. women. But I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. It had the movie had a t- the tone of a rom com. It had I, the tone. I was even thinking that she was gonna fall in love with somebody at the new job. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that, yeah. that was gonna be the rom com is that she right. she meets somebody at the job, or that she meets the person at the job that makes her rethink her relationship back at home with the boyfriend. But quickly the boyfriend becomes irrelevant, and it's all about her trying to get this new position, keeping up with the the, the charade that. You know the lie that oh yeah yeah that's me I'm I'm the person with the right. with the degree and all that stuff and so yeah thank you for the job offer out of nowhere they're gonna give her a straight up job offer and she's gonna immediately get to work there but later on we discover that everything was a, a made up thing by the, the adopted 
daughter and the and owner of the company played who, along, who was yeah, the father. Because he was the fa adoptive father. Of her daughter. Of her daughter. The, the movie got complicated fast. Well, I'm just going to say that I wrote in my notes when we were watching it. 15 minutes into the movie and we already knew what was going to happen. Un unless proven wrong. And we were proven wrong. <laughs> because it got into a plot of a telenovela. Yeah. Um, yeah, all of a sudden, the daughter knew... No, I don't know how it happened, but she told... She discovered that the girl that works in the company that is the vice president of the company is her daughter. And she tells her... Oh, no, this is what happened. Okay. The way... <laughs> I'm already lost. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Okay, so she tells her... You see, is that there were... There were the thing about this movie is that there were too many revelations. Yes, yes. So one of the revelations was All right, that... Let, so let's, let's, organize, let's organize it for the listeners so we don't lose the focus. Okay. Let's just lay it out. Lay it out. Worker. Lay out the facts and then we'll backtrack and talk about details. So the, the facts are... She gets an opportunity to get a job yeah. in the dream job in some perfume, what is it, perfume company? It was or? like a beauty company. It's like a beauty company, whatever, cosmetics. She gets this job. She gets a high paid executive position in this job yeah. that the company's owned by the adoptive father of, of, the, her. of her daughter, of her biological yeah. daughter that she had given away, yeah. you know, when it was a baby. And at this point, she doesn't. She didn't know that this girl was her, her daughter. daughter. Okay, but hold on. But so that, let's just run through the whole the whole movie in a straight line so we can get the basic okay, okay. gist out. She gets this job working with her daughter. Yeah. Her biological daughter, who they don't know that either each other is whatever. Yeah. But the father knows knows and played along, giving her the job. Yeah. And then. They get to all, everybody finds out everything, and then at the end, the, the, the conclusion is that when she reveals, oh, yes, I'm the mother, and you're the daughter, and then it's all weird because she was lying, hiding, the mother was lying, J-Lo was lying about hiding her past from the daughter, not confessing that, hey, I'm, a, I'm really from Queens, and I don't have a degree and all that, uh -huh. for whatever reason. Yeah. To keep her job or whatever. Yeah. So at the end, when she does all that, then they have a falling out. But and she loses the job or whatever. She leaves the job, makes a whole big stink. She ends up working at some. J Lo ends up working at some she, startup company. She ends up starting her own company, and with, then uh -huh. she reconciles with the daughter, yeah. the long lost daughter again. Yeah. And they decide and this to time give it is a, forever together. Yeah. So and that's it. I guess that is the straight line story. Is the story of a of a woman who gave away her daughter mm -hmm. for adoption and yeah. then finds her again yeah and then tries to connect with her yeah even though her daughter is living the life that she always wished she could have lived or she could have had for her daughter or whatever yeah and then at the end they reconcile i guess that's the the gist of that's the main that should be the main point and right? that that should have been the plot altogether but what happened is that she tells her that she's the mother, but she is still under that lie of that um, double identity, the second identity 
where she went to Harvard, where she knows so many important people. So the daughter still believes that she is kind of important in a way. And what upset me the most about the movie is that then J-Lo had so many opportunities to tell her privately, right. hey, you know what? Um, this is not the real me. The real me, I started working in retail and then I had an opportunity to be in this company but I I didn't went to Harvard I didn't do all these things and this is really what happened instead of JLo telling her privately the way that JLo decides to tell her is on the final big presentation of course <laughs> uh, for the company she is going to introduce the new product that she helped create and It's a whole venue full of people. And she say, you know what? I'm not really the person that is supposed to be here. <laughs> because I'm a retail worker. That's a great job. Because I'm a na -na -na. <laughs> And I was like, seriously? You couldn't tell her, you know, in a private space, just you and her. Tell her the truth. Have to say it in front of everyone in, a, in, in this crowd, yeah. in this venue. The, the thing, all right, so... And then after that is when they actually have the fallout and then they reconnect yeah. because they did, didn't really had a follow when she said she was a, the mother. It was more because of the lie, yeah. which was stupid because. All right, so I, I think I think the review of this movie is that we both think it, it was bad. Yeah, I tuned tuned out like halfway through it, but I just kept kind of peeking to see if it changed up or not. But I did start tuning out halfway through it. I. I think it had too many convoluted little plot elements. Yeah, too many. But at mid halfway through, I didn't really care about the whole plot line about her getting this job, mm -hmm. this dream job. Yeah. Usually when they do the thing where somebody manages to land a dream job and it's like they manage to lie their way into a powerful position and whatever. Yeah. They usually make it seem like the person really deserves it. Yeah, they started working like you see the process of them yeah, working. Yeah, and, and here I, I at the end of the t at the end of the day by the by halfway through the movie I didn't care about the product she was making. I yeah. didn't care about how she uh, is holding on to this position or proving herself her her worth. Let's say in the market yeah. because it just seemed all fake. It seemed so like staged. And then when they showed us that when they reveal that it is staged, yeah, that it was all not just. Ha ha! You were tricking them, but the tricks on you. Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. they did that. They did a double ha ha. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like no, J Lo, the tricks not. You're not tricking us. We also tricked you because I knew that you were the mother all of the, the daughter. Time. Yeah, like that. Once he did all that, I was like, oh, I could care less about I any know. of this. Yeah. Um. I, and and then and then I would just say, I would just say I did really think it was going to be a rom com. I or at the minimum, I thought it was going to be a working girl comedy right like her wacky adventures trying to convince everybody that she's this high-powered you know cosmetics uh, you know guru or whatever like yeah, I, yeah. i was like oh it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be uh j-lo social media uh maybe her kind of like showing like uh the modern face of like the real cosmetics world and kind of like um the devil wears prada Yeah, yeah. I thought it was gonna that, be like that. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be like J Lo in the Devil Wears Prada. The underdog becoming the executive, the that, director. That's what I thought it was gonna be like, and I thought it was gonna have like a solid like foundation of that 
alone. Yeah. But because they no. took a whole... At the end of the day, I you had, could care less about her job or any of that. Like, Yeah. I had on my notes that it wasn't realistic. That when we were to that point where she got the job, it was like no, not even someone with a college degree gets that opportunity yeah. so easy. Yeah, yeah exactly. With just one interview. And here you go. Apartment, credit card, and... Yeah, they give her in. everything. Yeah. And All right, give us your notes. Go ahead. Also, um, another thing that I was going to say um, is that she's not portraying a Latina woman or lady trying to um, make it in New York. It's more like she was, she could be anybody. She could yeah. be white. She could be black. She could be Asian because it, there was nothing about her character that said or screamed Latina. Just the little accent that she would put or, or every the, once or in that a while. She, yeah or that she had the or, or, or the working la, class the la, or the latin experience or, or the working class experience yeah the, it was weird like it, for somebody she was portraying somebody that let's say worked let, i'm gonna keep using target as an example because i don't yeah. know what she was supposed to be working at it was something like that they made it well they made it seem like it was like a walmart, walmart or Kmart. yeah there's no walmart or K- i don't know what the hell she was target. working at yeah <laughs> that's why i'm like you're in queens and it's a walmart came out and about? you take the subway to get there yeah. it has to be a target it's a, yeah I yeah. don't know. That it was just unrealistic. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. So she's working at this place. And I I didn't get the experience of a Latina working in that kind of place and what it would take for a Latin character to not just not just push themselves out of their out of their that that company and out of their that comfort zone. Yeah, but but to go further into like I'm going into Manhattan, I'm fitting in with different people. So, uh, some of the language barrier, some of that, like they just yeah. made it like cute that she had an accent. They were like, "Oh, it's so cute, it's so quaint and, that she's and, like she's got an accent." And then she dropped the accent right away the minute she got the job. Yeah. And she she was just so comfortable with everybody. I mean, there were certain certain parts where you can see, well, yeah, it was a little challenging, but for the most part, it was like she was so comfortable with everybody yeah. in the new company. What other notes you got? Well, another thing is that the image of New York also, it wasn't that they really showed um, local New York. They right. just showed like key points, the yeah. subway, flat iron, something very general. Yeah. So they didn't really show also A New, New York, York experience. Yeah. New York experience. Um, and that's it. Uh, the movie was entertaining, but it wasn't uh, what I was expecting, which was definitely a rom-com or definitely like an empower. Latina story, but you know what? Go see it. That is support. What do you got for me to hablar español? Yeah, hablando español. So, how do you say yes. bean? Bean? Yes. Uh, three other words came into my head that are not the word. You want to you wanna hear yeah, the yeah, word? Yeah. Cebolla. Okay. Lechuga. Okay. I don't know why my brain did that. <laughs> All vegetables, okay. It's in the same family, I guess. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And, yeah. And, it, and the crazy thing is that is that I can see the word and go, nope. And see the word and go, nope. And see the word and go, nope. That's not it either. That's that's when that's when you really know like like you're bilingual, but yeah. you're but you still know that you have to search. Yeah, with through your, your dictionary in yeah, your head, your brain, to I find know. the correct word, and it, and that's why if if you pause for a minute, it's because you're looking for the right word. So yeah, all right. So you said bean, bean, bean. So 
I think it's because I'm playing between two words in my head. Mm -hmm. And I think now I'm at the right words. So one is frijole or frijol. Yes, yes. Uh -huh. But there's another one. Yes. Right? That is more like a bean. Yeah, that's the one I said. Which one? Habichuela. That's the one I was looking for. I said it at the beginning of the episode, but I said, you know what? Now we need to have the real place <laughs> where we do Hablando Español. All right, so ab habichuela. 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 Yes. Bean. Of frijoles. I think frijoles is a type of bean. It's a red bean. And then bean. habichuela is like any Any bean. But pero, pero when you say one... A type. One fri frijol? Un frijol. Un frijol. Okay, so it's un frijol or frijoles. O frijoles. Frijoles. Of, of. O un frijol y una habichuela. Una habichuela, yeah. Is there another word? For what? For bean? Yeah, for bean. No, that I know of. Okay. Okay, next one is... Thank you, Carla. Oof. Face. Face. Cara. Great. Cara or rostro? Yeah. Can you say rostro? Rostro. What's rostro? I know it has to have another word in English, but I think it's face. It's a type of face. No, it's not a type of face. <laughs> There's not many type of faces. But um, rostro, I think it has to be. Because I think, like I know, face too. Yeah, it's face. Yeah. Like rostro. Face. There's other two words, but um, I really haven't used those words. So, if you want to explain nah. on those two words, what what does it work better? Is is face, right? Face, cara, rostro. Rostro, but why rostro? When do you say rostro? In what context? Have you ever used rostro? No, but I've heard it uh, when they use um. In advertisement for beauty, um, um, beauty products. Oh, like like your. Limpia tu rostro con. Right, uh, they don't say limpia tu cara. No tu cara. That's true. So I think it's maybe for skincare. Rostro. When they're trying to to talk about skincare or something more delicate, like specifically the skin in your face. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Okay. All right. Okay, next one yes. is uh, yes. shape. Shape. Shape can be figura? No. Shape of your body is a figura. Shape is forma? Yes. For forma. So if I tell you what shape is that? How do you say that? Que forma... That sounds weird. Bueno, I would say que figura es. <laughs> Now you're contradicting yourself. I um, know, but if you ask what shape is that, I'll say que figura es. Like, so if I'm saying draw a shape of a face, I'm not going to say dibuje la, dibuje la figura de la cara. That doesn't make sense. Dibuje la forma de la cara. Dibuja la forma de la cara. La forma. Okay, so forma. forma. But it can also be figura. Yeah. So you're right. I, I think it depends. I it think depends form. On, um, form. Forma is better. 
for shape. On the type, uh, when, when are you using shape? Okay, next one is ovo. Ovo, oval. ¿Qué? <laughs> What's ovo? What did you say? Ovalo. 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 I never said ovalo. Thank you. Out of the words, but okay. We'll keep it for the next episode. <laughs> All right. Wrapped up another episode, Carla. Thank you so that's much for right. that Spanish. No, thank you. I was going to ask you how do you say retail worker, but I know that's a hard one. Asociado de tienda. And I was going to ask you how to say strive. Strive? Strive. To strive oh, for something. I don't know really. Luchar. Yeah, puede ser luchar, trabajar luchar, duro. Luchar is like struggling. Yeah, trabajar duro. All right. See you guys well, next episode. See you next time.